2: Morning, Dan and Danette. Morning. Here we are. Another day, another Dan Patrick show. If you'd like to watch Peacock. Peacock. I like the way you say Peacock. If you want to listen later, download the podcast. Download. (laughs) Download. But right now, three hours live of the best sports talk on the air. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love Dan Patrick. Oh, my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally, home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today, Dan and the Danettes are off. Don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in, it's Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker.
4: Good. There we go. That's good. Broadcasting
2: <laughs> we go. from the Mercedes man cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show.
5: What up? Welcome in. This is the Dan Patrick show here on Fox sports radio presented by Mercedes AMG driving performance. Uh, Dennis little join us in 20 minutes. He covers the Padres. Um, some NBA players or especially star players are hesitant to take the vaccine. We'll have a, I think an interesting discussion. Will Blackman's going to join us next hour. Uh, He's also the NFL's wine guy. Not a complaint. Have you had from some of his stuff? No, no. I, I've heard him talk I, about I it. Have. By, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. His stuff. By stuff, you mean wine?
6: Yeah, it's wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't think anybody who
5: like wine is a little bit. I mean, it's above my pay grade. Um, I'm I'm not in your tax bracket. Yeah, you know. Right. But I don't Plus think people call wine stop. stuff. 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 Uh, you tried this you tried this starts. <laughs> this stuff is amazing. This, this is good. This is good. I'm I'm kidding. Of course. Um, okay. So I saw this story and I saw your reaction, by the way, if you, if you like us, this is cool. Cause Rob has the odd couple. He and Chris Broussard. Awesome show starts at seven Eastern four Pacific on Fox sports radio, your iHeart uh radio app. Um, and I have the Doug Gottlieb show. It's uh, three to six Eastern 12, three Pacific same, same deal. So, there's other places. You can, and I, I, I saw a little blurb about your rant. So Tim Tebow retires from baseball. And it wasn't a complete disaster. He's just not a major league player. It's, sports are hard. He, he never gets to the bigs. Now, part of it is they have new ownership. I think they want to legitimize themselves. And they felt like it was a dog and pony show. But nonetheless, Tim Tebow calls it a day in the minor leagues. What's your reaction, Rob?
6: Yeah, I, I think Tim Tebow's career... His sports career was a bust when you look at it. Nobody, Doug, got more play, pub, and love and did as little with it. And what I mean is the NFL, he's drafted in the first round. Denver uh, gives up three picks to Baltimore. Other general managers and people are shaking their heads. They can't believe what Denver did to, to draft Tim Tebow 25th in the first round. Uh, what they saw that that other people didn't see. And you got to remember, Josh McDaniels, John Elway, you know, these people were like, uh, Josh McDaniels swore by Tim Tebow, who, and I'm talking about NFL guys, not me, who watched his practices and, and questioned whether he could make a 15-yard pass uh, consistently in the NFL. Couldn't throw the football uh, and wound up... Uh, people being, you know, going gaga. It didn't matter what the situation was or the game. They like him, and I get it. And even the baseball, he didn't des- even deserve that opportunity. The Mets had, you said it, dog and pony show. They thought they maybe could make some money off of him, uh, and, and they gave him an opportunity. He was in four spring trainings, batted 151, one home run in 34 spring games. Uh, there was even, they flirted. The Mets were bad one year, really bad, and they flirted with, with promoting him, but even they couldn't do it for, from a credibility standpoint of promoting him to the big leagues because he hadn't earned it. He just wasn't good enough, but this guy has been given more chances and more opportunities than anybody, and I think they were unwarranted. Was he a great college football player, Doug? Yes, at Florida. Uh, was a part of two championship teams, he won a Heisman Trophy. I'll never take away his college career, but it doesn't mean you're going to have a career in the NFL and definitely not Major League Baseball. It's just very hard, and most guys who are away from the game for 10 years would have never been given a spot. Uh, uh, He was never on the 40-man roster, but never a, a Major League, Minor League spot. And his brightest shining moment was his first instructional league at bat. He hits a home run against the St. Louis Cardinals. People go yeah. crazy. You remember he his, he had a, a number one selling jersey in baseball for a hot minute, right? When he signed with the Mets. But other than that, it was a lot of fluff, no real uh, uh, stuff. No, I'm, I'm listen,
5: not, he's he's not he's not a baseball player, and you can't. And the he, the wasn't the is, this, he wasn't football player. He wasn't the quarter. No. And I, I also think that I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, there's, there's nuance to, to, to everything here. Right. It's like, if I say he wasn't a good, he had bad feet as a quarterback. You're like, wait a second. He ran a four, six, like, yeah, but it's completely different uh, type of athleticism needed within the pocket in terms of having nimble feet. He actually had bad feet and bad footwork. And that's one reason that he couldn't evolve as a passer. He also, he didn't read a defense, right? He wasn't, Seen as a terribly bright dude that could that could come in and really the, the offense that he was capable of running in the NFL was very very simple. And it was basically one read. If you don't like it, tuck and and run the football. That said, he did win a playoff game somehow. They did have that crazy, miraculous season, which most of them were against bad teams, right? And he would get credit for it was the, the Tim Tebow is getting credit for putting out a fire that you started, right? Like, right, wow, right. They, like, they had a great like comeback. Yeah, three you know, and a half
6: bad quarters, right? And then there would be this drive where he gets them – in field, I remember their kicker kicked like a 68-yard field goal to win the game. And guess who the camera was on after, after Tim the Tebow, right? Tim, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Now, oh, look, yeah. There, oh, he got him in, in position. To, look, there, no, there, was, no.
5: there was brilliance to it in that the style of football that they used Okay, was, I mean, it's really, it's the Ravens are just a much better version of it. Right, you had the best kicker in football. They had the best kicker in football. You got a great defense, and when you run the football a ton, you shorten the game. Fewer possessions allows your defense to be even more aggressive. The problem is when you get behind, it you know yeah you can you know you'll get some zone coverage and get some underneath stuff, but the by design you want to get ahead and shorten the game, and it 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 worked for a short period of time. Obviously, the Ravens are a much better version, and they're much more invested in it. Lamar Jackson's a much better thrower, but it's the same idea and same kind of game plan and style of football. Um, you know, like, look, there, well, Lamar
6: was a unanimous MVP. Tim Tebow, wasn't. right? Look,
5: Tim Tebow can't throw a football Lamar right. can, but Lamar has things that are holding him back in terms of the, the volume of throws. And uh, yeah, like, look people like he needs to get a. They need to go get him a, a, a better wide receiver. Like no free agents going to sign there. They don't throw the football enough. So they have to draft one. And when you draft, it's very much hit or miss whether or not the guy is going to be a star wide receiver, especially when you have other holes on your football team you need to fill. Do you fill one with a wide receiver? So it's a, it's a big question. Like, look, Eddie Royal left the Denver Broncos after they won the playoffs. Why? Because he couldn't get enough balls. So he, went to, he went to San Diego at the time. You, you know, it's, there, there's a limiting factor to it. But I, I wouldn't say it's a, like, to comma a bust. I don't know. Why, why, why is he
6: not did, – did he, he didn't live up to anything. He was a first-round pick in the NFL, right? I'm just I, – I thought he was, he was a,
5: overdrafted. I, th- that okay. would be fair.
6: Okay, if you want to say that. But, but somebody had expectations. They gave him – No question. Even in, they, they had expectations for this guy, and, and he didn't live up to any of them. And he got a lot well, of love, a lot of did. love, and a lot of opportunities. Would, would, if it was anybody else, rather than Tim Tebow, a guy that people like – and a yeah. guy they thought, would, would they have been given that baseball opportunity? Probably not.
5: I don't know. I mean, and- I think Johnny Manziel would have gotten a similar baseball opportunity. You know, a lot of these guys would have. So I, I'm going to, like, why is it such a sinister thing that he was bringing attention to minor league baseball that we don't pay any attention to
6: yeah, but it does. But that doesn't matter. That's not. Do it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that's doesn't not ma- going to. We've we've had we've had we've had like minor league baseball. Nobody. I, you know what? You can talk about all you want. Oh yeah, well Tim Tebow's on. I please show me the data that 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 Tim Tebow changed minor league baseball. But you just
5: said that for us for a period of time he had the best selling jersey in baseball.
6: I get okay? that, but but that but ultimately yeah, so you, just,
5: you said tell me the data. There's your data that no, he was but, super popular. No, but my attention. point is but, any amount but, of attention to minor league baseball, which is dying right now. And it has been dying for years. And COVID's only made worse. Okay. Any attention is good attention. Okay. It actually is a genius. I, I'm in the cost benefit analysis. I'm sure the Mets got way more out of it and all their minor league franchises got way more out of it. And so do the competition. If it gets five people to come to the park, then it's a win because there's nobody else. There's no other names in minor league baseball. You're simply trying to go and find out and learn about a guy that maybe someday becomes a player. I
6: I just, you know, if, if that's what you want to hang your hat on fine. But as far as credibility of an organization, you just can't be doing that to try to sell tickets. And even the Mets didn't do it. I give them credit when, when they had a chance to bring Tebow up, and maybe sell some extra ducats and get people to tune into a bad team. They didn't do it because you hurt your, you you hurt your franchise and your credibility by, by putting people who don't deserve it, making it to the major leagues is a, is a real deal. And it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be jumping over people who have put in their time and effort and, and, and really made, you know, tr- tried to do what they needed to do to get to that next level. And just because he's a popular guy and people like him and they know him because he was a college football star shouldn't be the reason why. He didn't play
5: well enough. So he's retiring. Why, don't, why, is, why does Tim Tebow bother you so much?
6: Uh, because he got opportunities that I don't think, even at the college who else? football. Wait no, want to wait who I, else, I say what like, other Heisman like a,
5: Trophy winner hasn't gotten opportunities? Like a Charlie
6: him. Ward had no place in the NFL, and all of a sudden, they, had, they were going to make room and do whatever they could to utilize a guy who couldn't throw the football. There were plenty of black quarterbacks, especially, I just gave you, Charlie Ward won a Heisman, he wasn't even drafted. All right, and and wait a and he wasn't. Hold on,
5: hold on. This is what you, This is the problem, Rob. You're, first of all, how old is Charlie Ward? What year no, was Charlie I, Ward? That
6: doesn't matter. He was yes, a it does. Trophy No, no. Yes, it absolutely does. They bent over backwards for Tim Tebow, and he wasn't worth it. He wasn't good enough. They okay, told us and that's then, the of football. not good enough, He good got to cut. Play pro set. Wait, when he wasn't good enough, he got cut.
5: That's what happened to all all any of these quarterbacks. Right, like, wait, like you don't think Vince Young got opportunities he shouldn't have gotten because of he was a superstar at Texas?
6: I, you, of course, you he did. Think, you think Vince the, Young, the, Vince Young, and, Vince Tim Young Tebow, and Tim Tebow are the same guy in the NFL? Only no, I'm Tim Tebow asking you in had, college, coming out of college, they're the same right. guy. Come on, Doug, they're not. What, what, Vince what, Young was going to be drafted higher. He was than a Tim higher. Tebow. That's he was, a, and he flamed out just like Tebow did. Yeah, but flame it out once you get there. But I'm talking about what are you Denver, talking about? It, Denver We're moving about these- up for Tim Tebow, giving up three picks on draft night. Nobody saw that. Nobody. Uh, again, but but what I you're what?
5: Here's what you're doing. Okay, you're taking. The criticism of the NFL and in your opinion the 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 treatment of black quarterbacks for years and saying that Tim Tebow is the perfect example, that's bull, dude. You know it's bull. It's not true. Okay. All these highs all these good college quarterbacks have gotten opportunities and if they're good, they stick, and if they don't, they go home. Okay. That's the way it works. Okay. There's you know, from the Dennis Dixons to the to the to the Vince Young's to the you pick the quarterback. It doesn't matter. We're critical of these guys. A lot of them get overdrafted regardless of skin color, right? I mean, hell, Jamarcus Russell's the number one overall pick. He didn't flame he, out he of the was NFL. A bust. He, Tim right. Tebow
6: was a bust. But I, he wasn't the I number tried. one overall pick. Again, no, but you're, you're, that doesn't you're criticizing mean that Tim Tebow the Tebow opportunities he's gotten. You're was cr- he a bust? Yes or no, Doug? He wasn't a bust? What was he?
5: I don't think he was ever as good as the Tebow time thing, but I don't I don't understand the The piling on over, he had a bad, he, he, he wasn't as good as a first round pick, you know, but he did start and win a playoff game. So it's a really hard one because I agree with you. He wasn't a good quarterback. I agree with you. He probably should have switched positions. Okay. But the idea that he got, he got what you're, you're saying without saying is,
6: no, I'm saying it. Why did he,
5: so no, but so why did he get the opportunities? Because people liked him. Right? Because people
6: like them, Yes. Okay. And, and 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 I don't. Life think is that a that's... popularity
5: contest on some level, whether you yeah, like it but, or not. Shouldn't yeah, be, but, and it's a, then it becomes a meritocracy once you get into the NFL, right? That's that's how it works.
6: Yeah. If you're good enough, I, you I, stick. And if you don't, you go home. It's the same thing. People now will paint this. Oh, he gave it the old college try, and Tim Tebow, and and now, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm retiring because I'm being pulled in all these different directions. No, you're not. You're not good enough. That's why you're retiring. Not because there's other things that you want to do. You're not good enough. You're not going to make the major leagues. You weren't good enough in the NFL. That's all. Why can't we be real and talk about Tim Tebow in real terms? He failed in the NFL. He failed in the minor leagues and major league baseball. That's all I'm saying, Doug. Let's stop sugarcoating it and call it what it is. He failed as a professional athlete two times over. That's all I'm saying.
5: I I just I guess I don't understand the vitriol towards towards Tim Tebow in particular.
6: It's not. I do yeah, it, it to is. everybody. I do it to everybody. Have you ever okay. me talk about uh Tom Brady? Have you heard yeah, me it's talk ridiculous. about Steph Curry? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's, what's that's what's your who I am. What's, I'm What's ridiculous. the
5: Steph? What's I'm the, ridiculous. the idea that Tom Brady somehow is like the luckiest guy of all he time? Is, when he's when the, low, the he goes, luckiest
6: of all time. Okay. He's been to ten,
5: 10 Super like everybody
6: that's else. Rod Parker.
5: Yeah, that there's one that's like You're literally alone on an island. There is not a single human being on earth that, that agrees with you, but that's okay. But again, what, but the, the, the point is more, did he, did he achieve what a first round draft pick should achieve as a quarterback? No. Okay. But he did start, he did win a playoff game. He achieved more than a lot of other guys did. Um, I never thought he was an NFL quarterback. I agree with you, but I don't have any sort of vitriol towards him trying baseball. And, and kind of hyping up, making people come to minor league games for whatever reason they wanted to come and see Tim Tebow, and it didn't work out. I, I also have a great amount of respect for guys that, you know, it, it's only crazy uh, until it happens, right? And, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't I don't have any sort of vitriol towards Tim Tebow. I just don't. He hung him up. Professional sports is really, 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 why, why really is he, hard.
6: Why, why do you think he's stepping aside from baseball? Why? why?
5: Because at he's some point you go that. like, I, I can't do it. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's not fulfilling. I also think minor league baseball, they're cutting teams left and right. Uh, I think there's a myriad of reasons to it. But you're not wrong for saying, uh, you know, for saying that, that he's not good enough at, at professional baseball. I just... I don't. I don't necessarily know if I would do the. He's a failure. His OPS was like six sixty seven, which is not terrible. He's not a terrible minor league baseball player. He's just not good enough to make the pros because professional baseball is really, really, really hard. Right? Can't, you know can't. That, stick in the NFL the hardest, because the it's really, really, really difficult to do really
6: hard. Is a hit a baseball. Right? Uh, let's just. It just is. It's crazy hard. Yeah. Crazy
5: hard. And you don't know where it's going. You don't know if it's strike or ball. It's coming in. You have a split second decision. And he took a decade off from doing it. Speaking of baseball, the Padres. Had an incredible offseason. But does does this usurp what the Dodgers
6: did?
3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
5: Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker in for Dan, of the Danettes, The Dan Patrick show Fox sports radio. It feels like a yearly occurrence, right? Where um, we're just minding our own business, getting ready for baseball season. And then some young player signs a contract, which kind of blows the previous ones out of the water in terms of years length. Last year uh, it was Mike Trout, right? Yep. We had the trout deal the Bryce Harper deal. Um, we've had some of these deals uh, yesterday. It was the Fernando Tatis deal. Now, Tatis, of course, has only played two two seasons, really, 140-some-odd games, I think 142 games in his entire career. And if you know how baseball works, you're arbitration eligible in your, uh, was it, your fourth and fifth year as, as a player. And then, of course, by your sixth year, you can become right. an unrestricted free agent. So you're not making much until you hit the the years four and years five. But the, the podge is like, the hell with that. Let's give him $10 million up front. That's what the signing bonus was. And then backload everything and solely work our way into a big boy contract. And that's the deal. What does it mean for the Padres? What does it mean for baseball? What does it mean in the NL West? Let's welcome in Dennis Lynn Padres reporter for the athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Dennis T. Lynn. He joins us in the Dan Patrick show uh, presented by Mercedes Benz AMG. De- Dennis, what, what's, what's your reaction though, to, signing this deal now that that the Padres chose now to lock him up long-term so early in his career?
4: Well, I'm not surprised that it happened now. They've been talking about this for uh, quite a while now. But he's expressed uh, a lot of interest early on in trying to stay in San Diego long-term. I am surprised, however, by the, the scope, just the magnitude of the deal. Again, like you said, he's played about 140 games, in the majors, and now he just got the longest contract in Major League history of 14 years. I, I mean, I think uh, he was about 14, if you're talking about the uh, the length of his deal. He was 14 years old when uh, AJ Preller, Padres general manager, first saw him Dominican. So you just think about that—it's kind of crazy. But um, I think baseball is, you know, pushing toward this, toward paying younger players in their prime uh, when they're still productive, and that's. Probably going to show up in the next CBA uh, this uh, this coming winter. So uh, we'll see uh, how much of an effect this deal has the rest of the market. But for Tatis, it's a, it's a major win for sure.
6: Tatis Junior has taken in just two seasons baseball by storm. I mean, he is uh, has the swag. He plays defense. He hits home runs. I mean, uh, are people in San Diego and just are they just thrilled like like the Padres? They went out, they signed Machado to that big deal. People thought they were crazy. And look at what they've put together. And then all the offseason moves with bringing pitching to that team. Uh, Where's the expectation level now for the Padres?
4: It's higher than it's ever been. Uh, The Dodgers are still the Dodgers, which is a really formidable obstacle. That's always going to be there. but. Uh, the Padres wouldn't have gone out and done all this this offseason, um, including now this. I know this is more long-term, uh, but they, uh, they think they can win the division or else they wouldn't have done this. Um, I know a lot of people are saying they're going to still be competing for you know, second place or a wild card. I,
6: I think they can win the division. I really do. The Dodgers have won it eight years in a row, and I know they got Bauer. But the Padres last year, Doug, I don't know if you noticed, only two teams scored more runs than uh, the Padres last year. And it was the Rays and the Dodgers who were in the World Series. So they were right there. They have an offense, and they added three stud starters to their rotation.
5: Yeah, look, I, I, I get it all. I just I don't understand why you want to do this so early. Um, I guess the other question is 14 years. Like, look, the dude's a total badass, right? Clearly, He's got some oh, swag. It's just a, it's a, there's, a, there's a different gait to his walk. There's a coolness to it, no question. Are we sure though that for that he's going to be as invested, Dennis, ten years into a deal as he is in year one?
4: That's an interesting question. I think uh, he was always of the mind this is going to happen for him eventually, and there, there's no opt outs in this deal. There's no there's a full no trade clause. So he's he's not going anywhere, and he already got paid, like you said, uh, possibly too early in the opinion of a lot of people in baseball. But uh, yeah, he's he's talked for a long time about wanting to be. Transcended transcendent star, not just in baseball, but just, uh, you know, sports in general, inspiring people to, to play baseball. Um, so I think, you know, you have to win a World Series to, to really capture that full potential. So I do think he's intrinsically motivated to do that, and that's why the Padres felt so comfortable doing this deal.
5: You know what's crazy about this whole thing? The Padres fans, you know, since they opened Petco, they haven't really been competitive right now the great fight,
4: ballpark. Oh,
5: it's amazing. Amazing. Right. It's amazing. I mean, like the, the reason the chargers left was they wanted, they wanted Petco for football, right? right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we already got, we already got Petco anyway. Uh, they finally, and you haven't been able to see this team, right? That's, that's the crazy part. Um, financially Dennis, does it work for the Padres? It's a smaller market. This is their second long-term huge money deal um, is it Is it going to work financially for the team
4: well essentially they're betting that if they're spending a lot of money now uh, when a lot of teams are kind of going in the opposite direction and like you said, this market's pretty unique um, no no, uh, no football team anymore of course and uh, they 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 do have a pretty strong uh, advertising revenue from the from uh, just uh, you know peto and everything else that goes into that. They think that if uh, if this works out, if they do win a World Series or contend for World Series in the next couple of years, they uh they will get, you know, major windfall when fans come back to the ballpark whenever that is. And uh you know, people are, you know, turning their attention to Fernando Tatis Junior, possibly the best player in the sport.
6: How about the pitching that they picked up? Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. I mean they they picked up all those three guys. Obviously is not gonna pitch this year, uh, he's on the shelf. How do you like their rotation and what they what they did?
4: Yeah, I think it was perfect for what they're looking for. These guys are under control for two, three-plus years. And then uh, you uh, can't forget about the Nelson Lamette, who was a Cy Young contender last year. Uh, Chris Paddick's another guy who's probably going to be the number five in this rotation that he was just starting on opening day this past season. So they are uh, as deep as any rotation of the game. The Dodgers might still be able to claim the edge there, but – it's going to be a long season. You're going to need a lot of arms and they've got, uh, you know, a few Cy Young contenders, it looks like.
5: Yeah. It it does feel a little bit like keeping up with the Joneses though, right? Like, Oh, you signed who? Oh, get what, watch, watch this. The the difference is the Dodgers have their own network and they can, and they can kind of print money more so than the Padres, right? That therein kind of lies the the biggest rub.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, The Padres media revenue is pretty fixed like any club, but it's uh, it's a lot smaller than the Dodgers. uh, they're really banking on attendance, and we'll see if COVID-19 permits that in 2021, but uh, they feel pretty good that in 2022, uh, maybe they'll be uh, drawing
5: $3 Yeah, listen, I mean, I mean, you go to the Gasland District, you have a great time, you see a great park, and now you're going to see a great team. De- Dennis, thanks so much for joining us, getting up early with us here and on the Dennis, West Coast. Yeah, go ahead.
6: I want you to re- remember, I'm picking the Padres to win the NL West, okay? Remember I said it.
4: I like it. That's bold uh, like A.J. Preller is. Okay, uh, <laughs> no doubt.
5: Thanks, Dennis. Uh, Rob, I guess I guess this. Like, okay, so th- there's only one possible reason you don't like the Dodgers, and that's closer, right? Is there anything else you don't like that about? Oh Dodgers? yeah, no, they got a. Or is great this just lineup. your? Huh? Is this your way just, of giving praise to the Padres?
6: I love what the Padres did. I think they were. Uh, I think the Dodgers, like I said, they've won it eight years in a row. It's hard to keep that up, and I know it looks like it because they got they actually added two two pitchers this year. Because remember, Price didn't pitch last year. He opted out for COVID, Doug. So Price joins the rotation and, and, and Trevor Bauer, who won the uh, National League uh, Cy Young Award. So, so on paper, yes, you can look at it and the Dodgers are the favorite on paper. But we know things don't always play out that way. There's something about the Padres. I like what they did last year. I think that and then coming back with what they added to their rotation. Their, their offense I think their their uh, lineup is better than the Dodgers. I, I do.
5: Yeah, but it has to, it goes goes hand in hand, right? You got to have the pitchers. You got to have the pitching and the hitting, and obviously they addressed the pitching as well as the hitting this year. Um, you know the 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 other part that that's what's going to be interesting about that is will it will it resonate? Will people care? Right? It does for the Padres the Dodgers are our are arrival for the Dodgers. They're like, yeah, it's kind of the giants. You kind of the right. little brother. It's not really a, it's not the, it's not the mutual respect that there probably should be. There's actually a, an adversarial relationship between the two, which I think is good for the sport. Uh,
6: absolutely. And I, and I think, I don't know, did the Dodgers respond to the Padres to be honest, Doug? And I know they're not looking at the Padres, you know, that they, they made the playoffs for the first time in like 15 years or whatever it was. So, you know, they're in different classes, but when they made all the moves they made, the Dodgers responded by giving Trevor Bauer, whose career record is, you know, 10 games over 500 in his career, making him the highest paid player in baseball for a season. Yeah, but but it's a
5: a short-term deal. It it feels like a a smarter deal for baseball, especially for a pitcher.
6: No no doubt. It's a three-year deal, but he's going to make, what is he making, 40-something million dollars? I mean... It's a lot of money. But I think they responded a little bit. I do. I think they wanted to add a pitcher for sure. But to get Trevor Bauer was a major move by the Dodgers.
5: You know, it would, would, you know the other part that's fascinating is that for a long time, there are people, and I was, I mean, we, if we want to do the humble brag thing, I was like the first guy to go on radio. I did it on my show. I did it on Colin's show. And I said, like, um, Kyler Murray should play football. And this is, you go back into, like, I think October, of his final season at Oklahoma, and I said he should play football. And the logic behind it was, like everybody thinks of baseball, and you think of these, you know, five or six, three hundred million dollar plus contracts. Okay, but the couple things you have to factor in is one, yeah, that's there's a greater number of baseball players, and a fewer number there's either the haves or the have nots, right? Whereas he's a he's a quarterback, so he's always going to be a have. The other right. part is that in baseball, your first four years generally you don't make anything. I like Mike Trout. They reworked his deal. I think he made total like three or four million dollars his first four years in Major League Baseball. So yes, he's going to end up making four hundred million dollars at the end. Of, but in terms of the short term, when you're trying to prove yourself, you know. So, you know, like like look, Tom Brady's been doing it for uh, 20, almost twenty years. He's made over two hundred fifty million dollars. Like the the money is actually going to be as good or greater in football. It it's just no one's going to get a outside of Pat Mahomes, I guess the longer term deal. This this contract changes it a little bit. It does change the math a little bit because he's getting it so much earlier in his professional baseball life.
6: No doubt, this is this is uncharted waters. This is different, and other players are are are, you know have to wait, Doug, uh, to be paid. And the, the clubs normally don't do it. This is definitely a change, and this will be interesting. And uh, you know what? I, I'm all for the I think the Padre did the right thing, and I think obviously Tatis was smart to take. you. Somebody offered you $340 million guarantee. I don't know what the question is. Where's the pen? Uh, or, or i'll cut my finger and sign in blood if there's no pen in the room but the, the, I, mean, I, I think
5: the, the question does become like at what point is it enough right like i know that everybody wants to make like the padres sale on this one this is longer than anybody else's right so at, at what point is like if it was 200 million dollars you really going to turn it down they said hey we're going to give you a 10 years 200 would you really turn it down I mean, I guess you'd be smart to do so, but would you really turn down two hundred million dollars? Like, look, yeah. we're gonna right. offer you two hundred million dollars, or we'll keep you in the same contract for no, a couple I, of years and maybe I, offer you more.
6: Yeah, but how but much money be, is enough? I get it, but you would still two hundred million. You would be selling yourself way short. I, you, just, would, you would, you would, but, but in, I understand in, what you're saying. In comparison, saying. Right. I just
5: at, at what point do you are you sitting there going like you know I, I would have done it for two hundred. I would have I would have done it for two twenty five. Of course, I, everybody would have, you know, like just that amount of money is fu money, and it, at at some point it becomes monopoly money. All right, coming up next, Rob Parker, Dub Gottlieb in for Dan the Danettes. Um, the the NBA big game in the NBA tonight with the Nets taking on the Lakers. Right, we'll see who's going to play. for I want for the to know Lakers. how
6: much you do you like the Nets? We'll we'll get
5: into that. We'll get into the All Nets, right. and I'm we'll also get in into this discussion about NBA players and the very simple solution that is out there uh, so that they can go back to their regularly uh, scheduled lives, right? To, to, to limit some, to change some of these COVID restrictions. And they're getting pushback from star players on it. We'll get to that upcoming next in the Dan Patrick Show.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
5: Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, and for Dan and the Danettes here on the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio, presented by Mercedes-AMG. Rob, have have you gotten the vaccine yet?
6: Uh, Not yet, but um, I would like to get it.
5: Because you're like sneaky old, right? Like you're actually 72 years old, aren't you? Not
6: that old, Doug, but most people don't believe I'm 57. I'm 57 years old, been doing this 35 years I'm proud to be 57.
5: Uh, okay, so for people who don't understand uh, that in the in the black community, the apprehension over vaccine, like this this comes from this comes from you know, like 50, 60 years ago, right?
6: Yeah, I mean there were things done to black people that uh, you know people don't forget and are leery of uh, taking these shots and not knowing whether. Um, it's in the best interest or that people um, are do want to do right by black people. So I think there are people in the community who still feel that way, even though it was a long time ago. I might not feel that way, but I do understand why some people feel that way. I, 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 I want to live, so I'll take the precaution. Yes, was the vaccine rushed and not normally taken as long as uh, Doug, that these things do, you know the FDA takes forever, and and all these government operation warp normally, speed, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know we get it. it. This was quicker, but this was something that we saw the numbers. I don't, I don't know how many people we have to lose. I've lost people. You know, I it's touched me. I, I don't want to get it. Knock on wood. I'm trying to do everything I can to prevent it, but I do understand. I'm not going to sit here and act like. Uh, Everybody should with open arms should just take the vaccine and and are fine. I, I'm for. I was vaccinated as a kid. I'm fortunate that I was vaccinated as a kid. Um, you know, to stop all the other diseases that Doug, you know, now have come back because so many people uh, don't want to vaccinate their kids. You know that there's a whole movement in this country. So it's not yeah. just black people.
5: Yes, but but the I think the the, the troubling part to it is that. The, the the numbers, the COVID numbers, disproportionately have affected the black community. No doubt. And now you have NBA players that are apprehensive, and I I feel like it's it's out of what happens is you get a limited amount of information on it, right? Like you just do, like yes, was it was it was it run through the the, the length of time in which it took to get approved was a lot faster than normal. It was. There's also multiple vaccines, and these vaccines are different. They're not live vaccines, right? So, but here's the big thing. If you don't want to be vaccinated, like what was the game plan? Like, what, what was your, tell me what your game plan was I, I, I for this no, thing. I, I you have, have no, no you, idea. Right. There and is so no the,
6: other game plan other than there's a chance you could get it and, and, and uh, spread it to your family members or your grandparents or everything. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, when Hank Aaron died, Hank Aaron was, Doug, 86. Mm-hmm. Larry King was 87, 86. So what did people say as soon as Hank Aaron died? Did you, do you, did you remember? No. He had the vaccine like two weeks earlier. Oh, see, Hank Aaron's gone. And I'm like, he was 86. Larry King, from, from what I know, didn't have the vaccine. And guess what? He died the next day at 87. I, I, I just So if you want to use that, that if somebody took the vaccine, it killed Hank Aaron, and that's the... the, the propaganda or whatever you want to put out there but that's the stuff that you're fighting is that every time something in a negative way happens they go see this is what I'm saying this is why I won't do it but uh, it's the history of what black people went through in this country that people haven't forgotten and I, won't I, let go of
5: I, I understand but that's where there's a there's a greater cause for and it's supposedly some of the, the bigger name players that don't want to put their name on a PSA in case something goes wrong that's really that's really what it is and you know, it's the, it's the opposite of what they should be doing. Like there's a, there's a way in which all this stuff can be sold to people. And so they can understand, like I, we, we understand what happened, what had happened years ago. That's not what happens here. And I, I don't know how you build any trust up. If you don't have the voices that you need and the voices that you need are popular black athletes, entertainers, politicians, musicians, business people saying like, look, this is, it, it's going to work. It's going to save your life. It's not going to harm your life. Right. And I, nope. I think this is it again. It's, it's part of the, it's part of the idea of a lot of the, a lot of guys. And it, it's not, it's not. And by the way, this is not solely about NBA players. It's just about a lot of guys in their twenties know a little bit of something about something, but don't know, don't invest enough time to learn a lot about something. I was that way when I was twenty. I, I you know, I was twenty five, twenty six, whatever, the exact same way. But that's it's like a greater calling when you're a basketball player. People listen to you, and they need you to listen to you that they need to get this uh, vaccine.
6: Yeah, it's it's a tough spot. You can't make people uh, do it. You know, like people have to be into it. And I and I, i, I just to put my cards on the table. Yeah, I was asked to. Would I be interested in being a public person, you know, Doug, with my profile in the black community to, uh, to, to have the vaccine and talk about it and the importance of it? And, and I, did you? And I, I, was, I didn't get to do it. You know, it didn't, it didn't work out or it hasn't worked out to that point, but I was absolutely open to, to do it because I would like to let people know that I, I would do it, and I think it's important, and I, we're trying to save lives. And I'm not to say that everything is perfect and, and there won't be any side effects. I don't know all that. But can it save lives, especially in the black community? Absolutely. And I'm all for that. I want to live. Remember the Star Trek, Captain Kirk? Yes. I want to live. I, I want know. to live. I want to live, dog. I do. I, I, I Parker. I, I, <laughs> I do. I do. I
5: think the agency was like, look, like I do, do doctors and scientists make mistakes? Sure. sure. But you have all these companies that have gone through all these trials. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take them. Not some story I read on the arbitrary story. I read on the internet or a doctor's actual word for it. Um, uh, speaking of the NBA. So tonight, tonight we kind of got a little bit of a show. The problem is that you're not going to have Anthony Davis As I don't know what's going to look Or
6: Durant, like. right? I mean, I, I'm bummed did, out. Did you see, did you see,
5: see Kyrie's walking stick? That he had the other day
6: no i did not
5: yeah he's got a walking stick
6: oh, he, he's a baller man i mean ever since he's come back he's just played right i mean you remember it was a lot of we well, didn't the play the other night
5: because he had a bad back right, right. didn't, didn't well, play the other okay. night because look that's the problem with Kyrie irving is Kyrie can really play yep like a- like all of this other all this other stuff doesn't matter if he can't play the problem is dude can really really play so where are you on the nets when, when fully formed, when, when fully healthy?
6: I, I love them. I think they're going to the NBA finals. I think they're going to add, Doug, a piece or two, a big man, rim protector, maybe they get Andre Drummond or somebody else once some of these other teams fall out of contention and decide that they're done, you know, and they're going to move on from some players. I just think when you have three guys like that, I think the, the, when the three have played, they're average. they're averaging 80 points. And when Durant, Clay, and Steph, uh, the most they ever averaged was 75. You know basketball better than I did. You play it at a high level. It's hard to stop three offensive guys like that. And, and I get the defense. No one thinks that they have to dig in and be some defensive juggernaut. You got to be able to make stops uh, in big situations, and you got to make people earn, you know, stay in front of them. But other than that, I, I like them a lot coming out of the East. Where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, look.
5: I mean, obviously, the defense is an issue. Okay, the defense is without any question an issue. Um, and you can hide one guy. Can you hide two? Because that's really what it comes down to. Offensively, I mean, it was pretty obvious to most people that that James Harden was going to be the facilitator, point guard, whatever. And Kyrie he's played
6: great in that role. He's played I mean. really well.
5: No, I mean, that's that's his more like it's one of the things about James Harden is. I hated watching him play in Houston and how he overhandled the ball and over the ball, but I had an incremental amount of respect for what he would do eventually when he would play, right? Is that he will pass. He does get to the rim. He can. He's an, he has an incredible offensive package. So that all, to me, works together. The offense is not the problem. The problem is that you know there's a reason the cliché is defense wins championships and this team lacks any sort of defensive identity other than you hope DeAndre Jordan and and Kevin Durant can meet you at the rim. Right? That's but I you agree know they're going to add a piece. So you, well they you, added you, Andre you, Robertson, but we right. don't know what he has left in the tank, right? Uh, if Andre Robertson, when healthy, is a non-offensive player but a great defensive player, but he hasn't been healthy in years, so w- w- yeah, yes. Do I think they'll add another rim protector? Yes, but in order for them to be them, you got to have those three guys out on the floor, probably with a Joe Harris and with a DeAndre Jordan. And is the offense enough? I-, I think it'd be interesting, right? The NBA has tr- is is transitioned the way the NFL has into a much more of an offensive league. The Lakers won the championship last year because of their defense. This would be completely counter to that.
6: Yeah. Not the same defense, though, without Dwight Howard. They got some issues there, too. Uh, and and JaVale McGee. Uh, Gasol. Gasol played well the other night.
5: Gasol played. He's, he's okay, looked like he's washed up until the other night. He played, he played probably his best game of the year against, uh, against the Timberwolves. Granted, it's just the Timberwolves. He has to be healthy. They have to be right. I mean, without Anthony Davis, it's impossible to judge exactly what they look like.
6: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I like I, I like it. I'm going to pick the Nets and the Clippers in the NBA Finals, though. That's my pick.
5: The Nets and the Clippers. Don't think there's oh. anything wrong with picking the Clippers. I think the Clippers are right there as well. He's Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Of course, I knew you would go into LeBron. Uh <laughs> oh, is, I, Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff...